Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 11 of the Keeping It Real Pretty Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you for all your support, your kind words, sharing and liking the podcast. I finally got over a thousand listeners and I know that's not big to most, but to a podcast just starting out, I'm excited. Not only did I get over a thousand listeners, but i Finally got my sponsorships ad on Anchor. So yay, yay. Love it, love it, love it. It's always good when you can start off and be a beginner and you are making progress. So the fact that I actually got sponsored ads, which means monetization, is amazing. And speaking of monetization and ads, if you ever hear my voice and you listen to my podcast and you want me to do an ad for your business or product or whatever, shoot me a DM and I am definitely open to the opportunity and we can definitely discuss price rates or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So happy what is this, March? Happy March. It was February the last time that I talked to you guys, the end of February when I talked to you guys. So happy March, happy spring break, happy International Women's Month or whatever. Shout out to all the women. Shout out to all the black women, especially our moms, our sisters, our aunties, our grandmas, our great grandmas cousins we love you guys we love y'all y'all motivate us y'all carry us through love you all shout out to all the women who are mommies working we love you guys you know all the women who's independent throw your hands up yeah so i don't want to keep you guys long today but um yeah today we're going to talk about this might be a little touchy subject. Um, I'm just put this disclaimer out here. We might be talking about things that could be triggering in nature when we're talking about like um, domestic violence and abuse and, you know, things of that nature. So let me just put that warning out there. So I just wanted to talk about this subject matter today because... Over the past week, I've seen a couple of videos and clips of people in the midst of relationships and breaking up. And all the videos, I kid you not, there was just destruction of property going on. Destruction of property, fighting, just the most crazy, insane things. I've seen one video of a girl. She was hanging off a car, like literally hanging off a car, her boyfriend's car, while he was driving on the street, like driving almost full speed on the street. This was just hanging, hang, like hanging, hanging onto the door, hanging off his car. Like that was crazy. I seen a video of the one girl, she busted the flat screen TV. Like she was just destroying the guy's apartment. She busted the flat screen TV off the wall. And all I could think to myself at this great big age I am now, going into my 40s, was why don't you just leave? Just leave. Just leave. No destruction of property, no fighting, no cops called, no 
arguing in front of kids, no traumatizing the kids. Just leave. Just leave. So it made me pose the question, why do y'all do everything? You do all of the destruction of the property. You do all of the exposing on Facebook. You, You do all of these things. But why don't we ever just leave? Um, I know that might be easier said than done. I'm not going to lie. Having that perspective that I have being like, why don't you guys just leave? That takes maturity. It takes growth. It takes time. And I get it. Because I, too was in a space when I was younger to where I felt like if you break my heart, I'm going to physically do harm to you. And over time, I had to learn that just was not the way. Um, It brings me to like, you know, let's just talk about it. Let's just get all the way into it. So we go through the breaking up. Breaking up, making up, everyone has toxic relationships. We've all been there. Um, We've been through the back and forth. You might have had a spouse or a partner cheat on you, and there have been infidelities in the relationship, and you take them back. But I just feel like in the midst of all of that, why not just leave? I always keep going back to why not just leave. Love is a strong thing. It's very strong. It's very powerful. It's a very powerful emotion. And it'll make you do things that you never thought that you would do before. Um, women, we love hard. We love hard. It can be our Achilles heel, especially if we're really in love. But like I said, as you get to this great, like, as you get older and you start to have kids, you start to build your life, you start to have things that you value, you treasure, you just, you start to build yourself up to where you have things to lose. And guys, even you guys, like, I've seen men, I've seen you guys There's this uptick in domestic violence towards women, especially black women. And I pose the same question to you guys. If you're unhappy or you're not satisfied, if you're unhappy, if she's not pleasing you physically, sexually, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, instead of beating her and killing her, why not just leave? Why not just leave? Like the whole, if I can't have you, no one else can. That's played. Like, that was never an end type of thing. That's played. Like, yo. And I want to talk about this in particular because, especially with the whole Kanye West and Kim thing going on. And I see a lot of people. I did a show a hot topic show about that and I really talked about and gave my open thoughts and opinions about the whole Kanye West and Kim Kardashian thing and my whole view was like yo he is he's wrong but I see 
in a lot of instances, like, especially from the black community, like, yo, people make excuses for Kanye. And I've said this before. And people want to talk about how much of a genius he is. But, yo, domestic violence abusers can be geniuses. They can be nice. They, like, but everything that he's doing is wrong. And I saw someone today pose the question, if Pete were a black man, would Kanye have that same type of energy for Kim? And we all know in actuality, no. Most of the times when it comes to abusers and relationships like this, they never have the same type of energy that they give to the person that they're abusing for someone who they think could be a threat to them or someone who go ahead toe-to-toe with them. So of course they're not going to get, of course Kanye wouldn't give that same type of energy to Pete Davidson if Pete Davidson was black. Of course he wouldn't. But in that whole situation, the only people that I really feel bad for are the kids. Because North is at an age where clearly she's using social media so she knows what's going on. But it's going to be embarrassing to see your dad and your mom going back and forth like that. Like It would be embarrassing to see it in person, let alone to see it on the internet for everyone in the world to see and be going through it with you. So I'm not going to go on a tangent about that. But to me, that's what makes this subject matter in particular really important to talk about and just kind of touch on because we it's like we've come to a generation where we glorify domestic violence and abuse. Like we glorify the crazy And when I say the crazy, like, we glorify the, you know, pull your gun out on me so I don't leave. We glorify the, if I can't have you, no one else can. We glorify the, you know, Clorox and burn his clothes, bitch. Like, we'll entertain a couple arguing on Facebook. But I'm going to admit I'm not going to entertain it and take sides, but I definitely am going to read it because, like, yo, you put it out there for the world to see. And this just brings me to my point. You do everything but leave. So you do all of the exposing. You do all of the going back and forth in front of people. We do the destruction of the property. We do the putting our hands on each other. Some people will even take it as far as, like, having the police get involved all just to stay y'all are doing everything but leaving and I'm not judging because I've been there before I've been to a point where I've destroyed property I've gone to someone's house when I found out just so I can get confirmation for myself So I can find out, like, is this person cheating on me? And it wasn't until I saw it with my own two eyes. Damn all of the woman's intuition and me knowing and me feeling and me seeing and picking up on clues. But I just finally had to be like, Lord, if there is a clear-cut sign to show me that this man is not for me and, like, so I could finally just set myself free, please give me that sign. And what I interpreted that as was God was telling me, go to this man's house and find out what's going on since he's not answering the phone. 
And then me going over to the house and seeing why he's not answering the phone. Like, dude was living with his baby mama, who I didn't know was his baby mama, and their brand new baby, and, you know, just chilling and partying and shit at an apartment that he told me was his, but it wasn't even his. And I'm over there with a bat, you know. It, it, it was just the most. And it wasn't until self-reflecting, like, after the breakup, after getting over the initial, like, this motherfucker really just lied to me. After getting over the initial, like, whoa, did you really just see this? I had to just sit back and evaluate. And I had to just come to the conclusion. You told God to show you this. <laughs> you asked God specifically to show you a sign so that you know that this man wasn't for you. And he did. And this is your reaction to it. And it was in that moment that the switch snapped for me. It literally snapped. Like, in my late, like, early 30s. Snapped for me. And I realized, he's not even worth it. All of the destruction of the property and the energy that I burnt is probably worth more than his existence. Like... That's when, and then it also snapped for me too. Like, yo, don't ever ask God for something that you really don't want because he's going to give it to you. He might not give it to you when you want it, but he's going to give it to you when you need it. And that is the number one piece of advice that I always tell people. If you really want to know the truth about something, just sit down and really give a heartfelt prayer to God or whoever you believe in and ask them to just give you clarity and open your heart and your mind to the truth that you need to see so you can do what it is that you need to do to move on and take the next step to push you forward and project you further in life. Like, let's just go through it. Like, we go, like I said, the back and forth, the toxic relationships. You know, We'll get our people involved, the destruction of the property. We'll do all of this. And I've seen it. I've seen it on Facebook dead ass. Like, a guy gets caught cheating. His girl exposes him on Facebook. Like, people are going in on said guy. Going in, she's going in. Go in, that have. He's going in, that have. All for this to happen, only for you guys to delete everything. And the next post you put up, you're back together. And it's, he loves me, I love her. She loves me, I love her. And that's it. And it's like, so are we supposed to ignore that? And you guys get mad sometimes at people. And I even had to learn that. If you don't want people, like, you cannot expect people to not have an opinion about your relationship and what you're doing if you present it to the public and you present it for public consumption and information and fodder. And that's how I feel. Like, people will get mad at me, like, get out of my business. But you put us in your business, and now we're invested. So even that part I had to learn about. You can't post everything on social media. You can't post everything about your life and every aspect about your life. And this is another subject that I want, you know, getting people involved. 
But not only getting people involved in social media wise, but in real life. Like a lot of us have family, men, brothers, you know, sisters that'll even step up and, you know, square up with somebody who's messing with you. And this is just a, like, we got to stop doing that. It, it, that has to come to an end. I see so many of our men our black men get put in harm's way and at risk because they want to be a good man and do the protecting of the woman that's being abused by her mate or her spouse or whoever. They want to protect her. And of course, they step to the person that's abusing this person only for them to be put in harm's way, hurt, or only for them to step to this person you to get offended and you still go back to the person that's abusing you. Like you got to like, we can't do that. If you know that you are in a toxic abusive relationship and you know that that's where you want to be and you haven't completely made your mind up that you want to leave, like you leave your family out of it. Leave your family, your brother, your uncle, your cousins, your homeboys, leave your homegirls, your mama, your sisters, your aunties, like leave everybody out of it because at the rate things are going and with domestic violence being the way that it is, like, yo, you would never be able to forgive yourself if one of the third party people that you brought involved into your relationship drama and toxic issues got hurt because of you. Like, just leave. Just leave. We don't have to get everybody involved. Yeah, get them involved to help you move your things. That's the only involvement, like, people should have. The involvement that they should have is once you're in a safe place and you're ready to transport your things from one location to safety, they can come help you. They can be support systems for you to lean on. But don't put them in direct harm's way. Do not put them in the path of harm. That's not right, especially if you're not going to leave. There's nothing more sickening than helping someone. And this is coming from experience, like helping someone in a volatile, like domestic violence situation Helping them out, talking through them, literally getting them out of the situation, getting them to safety, getting them together, like putting them in like together mentally to a place where they feel like they're not falling apart and they're ready to pick up the pieces of their lives. Only to see said person go back to the domestic violence situation. And it's like, that's like a kick in the face. Anybody, any of you guys who are out there listening and you've done this to someone in your life before, like, don't do that. Like, stop. Don't, don't do that. If you are not ready to just leave, leave everyone out of your mess. If you're into the toxic back and forth, pull a gun out on me to show me that you love me. That is a personal issue. Definitely a personal issue. You should leave everybody out of. You let all of these people around you become 
like collateral damage when you involve them. So just leave them out. Leave leave them out of your back and forth. You just won't leave. Like just leave. Just leave. You can always leave and we can go back and get your stuff. You can always leave and we can help you build and get more things, new things, better things. Just leave. Um and the toll that it takes on kids. This is also a touchy subject for me too because with my previous employer, I used to see this. But I would see it in the stages of X shot Y in front of their children. And now we have a case here of X killing Y in front of A and B because, you know, when it doesn't even have to get that far. Being at my last job, like, I saw so many situations, like, of parents committing violent crimes in front of their kids. Domestic violent crimes, like, literally executing the other parent in front of the children for them to see it. Right there, like, kid is literally watching mom and dad take bullets to the brain. And it's like... That's very traumatizing. Why would you want to put that on? Like, I'm traumatized looking at the freaking crime scene photos. Like, why wouldn't your kid be traumatized seeing it with their very own eyes? You guys got to understand, when you go through these type of domestic situations and the back and forth and not leaving and you have kids, like, your kids absorb We might think that they're too small and too young to understand, but kids are sponges. They absorb not only what they hear and see, but kids are also energy absorbers. They can feel your energy. If you were upset, you think just because you say, hey, mommy and daddy are okay, that your kid is really going to be like, okay, yeah, mommy and daddy are okay. No, your kid's going to know you're not okay. They can feel energy they can feel when something's off with you know especially if they're particularly close to one parent they're going to feel something off and the last thing you want to do is traumatize your kids because if you see us as adults like the people who grew up on survival and the people who grew up seeing genuine love they have two different perspectives on life They have two different outlooks on things. They have two different, completely total different feelings about how to deal with love and relationships. And all that is shaped by how they were raised and what they saw. So think about that when you start to do the fool in front of your kids. Your kids are eventually going to want to grow up one day and either do the fool themselves Or think that it's okay to have the fool done to them. And that is definitely not the standard that you want to set. Like, just leave. Just leave. People want to be like, oh, 
stay for the kids, stay for the kids, work it out, work it out, work it out. Let me tell you something. Your kids would rather see you happy than dead. Your kids would rather see you happy, healthy, unharmed, and completely loved than to see this fake-ass image of a fake-ass volatile family that you think that they want to see. Kids aren't stupid. You can be like, oh, we stay together for the kids. You're going to stay together for the kids and teach them that just hanging in there and dysfunctional-ass relationships are the way of life? No, you don't want to teach your kids that. You know what I teach my kids? I teach my kids that you always have options. And the moment you feel like you're backed into a corner and you no longer want, you no longer feel valued in the situation that you're in, you leave. You don't have to get permission to leave. It doesn't have to be a big show for you to leave. Just leave. Just leave. If you feel like you're hurt, leave. We don't need to discuss it. And that's another thing. Like, we got this false sense of if it's a breakup, it has to be this big production. We got to break up. No, it doesn't. Breaking up can be a simple, streamlined process, just like everything else. Okay, and if you feel like the person is not going to let you just simply walk out, then yeah, don't tell them and just leave. Just leave. Just leave. I really want us to get to a place where we don't think that dysfunction is normal. Dysfunction is not normal. Dysfunction, chaos, confusion, it may be exciting, yes, but some things that are exciting aren't necessarily normal. You think that living in a country during wartime, yeah, it's exciting because it's a lot of stuff going on, but it's dangerous and it's deadly and it's not normal to your everyday living and life. And all I can, like, it's just staring at me because it was one of the main things that I just wanted to get my point across today was just leave. Just leave. You guys, there's no other piece of advice that I can give anyone just based on the experiences that I've had. But just leave. Don't destroy property. Don't go back and forth. When you are feeling that you are in a safe space, you pack your things and you leave. And that's it. And be done with it. Breakups don't have to be messy. We don't always need closure. That's a false thing that people tell us that we need, but we don't necessarily need it. What you need is the ability to start fresh with your life. You need the ability to have life and breath breathing in your body. That's what you need versus you having closure. Sometimes the closure that you get from leaving those type of situations is your life. Walking away with your life. Walking away with your body intact. Walking away with your mind still intact and left it at peace like that's why I'm I like preach like 
you can't settle. You can't compromise on the basic things when it comes to relationships. You can't compromise and settle on your core values when it comes to relationships. Because if you do and you compromise that, like, yo, you're going to be unhappy because you're not staying true to yourself. And it's like, when is enough enough? When you, you're always going to find yourself at a place where you're going to be like, when is enough enough? Like, a lot of relationships, if you really like each other, you won't run into the need to do harm to the other person. You won't, even in a breakup, if you guys don't make it out as a couple, you won't see the need to do harm to that person. You won't see the need to put them in a situation or predicament that could affect their life. Like, you, you're going to leave. And I feel like if you're struggling to leave, there's just some things you have to ask yourself. Like, do you really like this person? Like, do you like the way that they're making you feel? Do you like the person that you've become with this person? How much do you love them versus how much you love yourself? And is the love that you have for them outweigh the love that you have for yourself and your satisfaction and your pleasure in life? Because at the end of the day, no one has to live with us until we die but us. We have to live with ourselves until the moment of death, every second and every day of our lives. So just truly ask yourself, is the love that you have for yourself worth compromising it for the love that you have for someone else? And I can tell you, honestly, at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, people are going to choose self. We're going to choose self-preservation over the other person. So... In these instances, yes, you need to evaluate. Like, how much do you love yourself? And is it worth more to you than it is to them? Do you really feel like sacrificing yourself for your relationship? I've seen it done one too many times. And at the end of the relationship, the person who's done all the sacrificing is left like, what do I do now? And you have to find yourself. And I'm just being honest. At this great big age that I'm turning, the last thing I want to do is be in a serious relationship for a long length of time. It ends vitally, and I put all of my time, energy, and effort and everything into this person. And I walk away at 40 years old feeling like, what the hell do I do with myself? We don't ever want to get to this point to where you wake up in your 40s and just because you are no longer with the person you feel like you've lost yourself in life. That is not the goal, people. That is not the goal at all. I have to tell myself this. And I just think, if I would have stayed in the situation that I was in that before I had my aha moment, I would not be here where I am today. And I've said this before. Like, And we have to look at that. Do you really think... That this point, like if you're in a low point in your life, do you really think that that's the peak of your life? If I would have thought that me being with him was like the end all to be all to my life, 
I wouldn't have been able to break up with him, press forward, like take time for myself, work on me, work on my health, work on my mental, not only become better for me, become better for my kids, and to be able to fully absorb and evaluate the lesson in which I learned from that relationship. And the lesson that I learned from that relationship was never compromise and sacrifice your happiness to the point where you're blindly turning an eye to the things that are blatantly in front of your face. So much to the point so where you have to sit and ask God to literally put a sign smack dab in your face to where it literally smacks you in the face for you to really see that this person is not for you. Like, if I would have stayed and just stuck it out, like, I would have been where he is today. In and out of jail, in and out of mental facilities because you snapped, struggling. And I'm just, at this great, we're too old to be struggling with Dusty, okay? Like, I'm anti-Dust, anti-Dust, anti-Dusty, anti-upholding Dusty. Like, and when I say Dusty, I mean these, these people who are like the bottom of the barrel pits of our community, be it black or white, brown, like whatever the, the hell they are. These bottom-of-the-barrel people who are hanger-oners, who don't contribute, who literally only suck life from people. They, they literally survive by attaching themselves to life forces and sucking the life and the, the resources out of people. And once they finish up with one person, finish off one person, they just hop and leech on to the next person. That's what I'm talking about. Like, imagine staying into, and that's just the generalization that I know a lot of us have been in, men and women. Like, that's just, imagine tying yourself to a leech for the rest of your life. I had to realize that, and I had to think about it. Like, yo, if you really fight for him, this is your life in a nutshell, fighting with a baby mama. I'm not fighting with nobody fucking baby mama. Let me just put that on record again. I'm not fighting with nobody's fucking baby mama. I'm not fighting with your baby mama. I'm not fighting with your wife. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting with none of these bitches out here. Because I know my worth. I know my worth. I know what I bring to the table. And I'm not afraid to be alone. Bottom line. Men, that could be you too. Like, know your worth. Know your worth. Know me out here just letting these women suck you dry. Men can be in abusive relationships too. They can be abused physically, mentally, financially, emotionally. Don't let women out here. Don't don't leech yourself and attach yourself to leeches, man or woman. Like, compatibility. This is why the compatibility... Does this person really like me for me conversation? That's why those conversations are important. Like, seriously, if you find yourself in a situation right now and you're going back and forth, like, just ask yourself, when is enough going to be 
enough. I want to thank you guys for listening to me. Thank you guys for helping me reach my milestones. Please continue to support, like, listen, share. Please rate the podcast, you guys. Please give me ratings. Leave me reviews. I love you guys so much. I love my audience. Thank you guys for allowing me to finally step off the platform and, like, step off the diving board, I mean, and into the platform in the space of being a creator. So thank you to my supporters. Like I said, please continue to like, share, and listen to the podcast. Leave me ratings and reviews. And until next week, I love you guys. Stay safe. Mind your business. Drink your water. And just leave for the love of God. Just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Talk to you guys next week. I love you. Bye.